Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. And on that note, we cue the music. Biff, 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 all right. Welcome back to Biff Radio, the first one of 2022. That sounds terrifying to me, and I will say this every day, probably until it happens. This is the year of my 20th anniversary of graduating high school, so that makes me feel incredibly old. Um, it is your host, Ben, 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 uh, Ben, a.k.a. Biff, coming to you live from the Center Club Recording Studio and Gaming Hub, a.k.a. My Attic. Uh, thank you everyone for the great, uh, response from last week's episode. Thanks everyone for the well wishes. Thanks for everyone for commenting on how cute my dog is, who I'm pretty sure is going to be taking over all of my social medias, which is okay with me. Um, his name, if you do not know, I got a new dog. His name is Teddy. Um, he's named after the blue beetle, Ted Cord also works with Teddy Ruxpin. Um, or his hashtag is big head Ted because that dog has got a massive head massive head um so he's very very cute and you'll be seeing a lot of him um i'll leave the plugs out of the way here and then i'll introduce my fantastic amazing guests is a amazing way to start 2022 so if you want to learn about more about this podcast big things you can do one go to itunes rate review subscribe please 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 we want to get this thing going in 2022 2021 biggest year of the podcast ever 2022 let's make it bigger Go ahead and give me that five-star review. Leave a review. It would be great. That five-star rating would be amazing. If you want to follow me on social media, you can go to Biff Radio on Twitter, Biff Radio 1 on Instagram, Biff underscore radio on TikTok. You can go to my personal social media, BandBenSC on Twitter, Center Club on TikTok. And if you want to follow me and any other podcast on our great JabroniU network, please go to JabroniU.com. That's JabroniU.com, where you can find out about my show, Biff Radio, which you're listening to, so hopefully you know what you're listening to. The Draft Pod, which hit 250 episodes this week. Or actually, no, yeah, this week. 250 episodes. Insanity. Why Do We Ever Meet? They're hitting 100 episodes. Flow and Tell, New Jabroni Pro Wrestling, Locals Barbershop, and many, many things to come in this new year. Okay, so... My guest today is a person that, and I was going to, I'm going to spring this on my guest. We met before we met. So we have a mutual, fr- we have mutual friends, uh, my, fr- my friend Kyle and his amazing wife, Katie. And at their wedding, um, I, they had karaoke, which was a good thing when involving you, which is a bad thing involving me. The good thing involving you is that you and Katie and I, I believe you, you're, you're up there as well, and Kate, you know, some other Katie's friends sang Seasons of Love from Rent, and it was beautiful, and it was amazing, it was awesome. I sang, I sang uh, I Will Survive to Kyle in front of his family, and I, I, I prefaced it saying, Kyle, you know, even though you've married another person and you've left me, I will survive, and... Uh, I don't want to say it's a regret of mine, but it definitely was not a great um, thing that I did. Um, but so this person, um, the amazing, the just fantastic Jessica Van, J Van. She is amazing on all social medias. She's an amazing singer. She is an amazing educator, teacher, person. 
when I moved to Chicago, I got, I had the job. I had a week to find a place to live. They, I got the job on a Tuesday and they're like, we need to see you on Monday. I'm like, fuck. Okay. What am I going to do? And I put it out into the world and, uh, our good friend Katie say, Hey, Hey, this person's got a job doing the same thing you're doing at the same place. You, you guys should talk. And she let me crash on her couch for a month. And, uh, I'm a lot to handle. I'm allowed to handle in a day. Was it really a month? <laughs> it, it was like, I mean, yeah, um, close to a month, like at least the, the, the two weeks before Academy. And then I went back from Academy. I went to the, the day we got back from Academy. So we were part of a nonprofit where we went to Boston, went from Chicago to Boston, did a week, went back to Chicago, got back at like 10 o'clock at night or whatever, Drove to Det- from Chicago to Detroit the next day, packed up the rest of my stuff, and then drove back from Detroit to Chicago to my own apartment. So a little under a month, but it was still a good amount of yeah. time. It was still <laughs> a good amount of time. Oh my gosh. I also didn't realize you were at Kate and Kyle's wedding because I was also there. Yeah, yeah. I so like because Kyle is is was was friends with my friends from college. And so they met at Western and um, yeah. <laughs> and thing is Kyle, Katie met us and she still said, yeah, that's the guy. So that's a real, that, that's a real credit to her because we were, the. <laughs> I mean, he has, he has awesome friends and then he has us. <laughs> and I, 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 mean, I love us. Like, you know, John and Dan were in my wedding and Scott, like we we're a lot. Um, I contend if my wife would have met me when I lived with all those guys, it's a 50, 50, whether she would have been like, no, no, <laughs> it's a, it's a hard pass. That's a take. Cause I do not, I also don't that. I remember that wedding day. I remember Kate and Kyle's wedding day as the time I was seeing a guy that I didn't really want to be seeing. And he was my date to this wedding. <gasps> That's what I remember. Yeah, I think he like left or something. So you left then during like, you left during the wedding. I think he did. Ooh, and then I like I remember singing the karaoke because there's a picture of me singing. I don't know what I was singing, but that's wild. I, I, I'm sure it was amazing, and I've had the pleasure of seeing you sing um, when I live when in that brief stint I live with you. You were doing a show dedicated to the music of Nina Simone. And your memory is wild. <laughs> I, you asked me to be the door guy and like, I can understand by, by physically, but I'm also like a cupcake of human. So, but I was like, you gotta pay. Um, but like an amazing voice an am- amazing performer all around. And so I am so happy to have you on the podcast. Cause Oh, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I, I, so the thing is, I don't know like what I had for breakfast today, but like, like little minute details of things re- readily available. I, wow. You did. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> I remember that that was a, a weird, cause like I had never lived in a city that big and where you lived in, in Chicago. I remember winding around and just be like, this is so big. It's so <laughs> wild. But like, also we grew up in, so we're both Michigan folk. Yeah. Um, you're, you know, originally, you're originally from, like you were born in Michigan, correct? Born and raised. So, and I just grew up there, but I grew born up there the majority of my life. So, 
um, you know, and I lived in Lansing for a while. You, you're from the Lansing area. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, know a lot of the same places, you know, you can yeah. go and it's, uh, so yeah. So how are one, let's just like, how are you doing? How, like, like, how are you, have you been since, Oh, I don't know. Like we'll, we'll, we'll start with the first last year and a half, two years, you know, that time where everyone is just, you know, time has become a joke. Um, <laughs> but oh, you, it's been, excuse me. I had to grab a beverage. Do it. It's getting a little wide mouth here. Um, it has been, it has been something. Let's just say that. It's been a wild, it has been a wild two years, you know? I've been hanging in there. That's good. This whole that's thing good. called the pandemic happened. So that's, or, and is still happening. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, how are things? So you're, you're currently in the great state, uh, the city of Chicago. How are yes. things, how are things going in Chi-Town these days? Sometimes going, it's going interesting. It's so funny because um, it's like everything started to kind of open up again around like late last year, and then everything's like slowly like where can we have access or not have access because of Omicron. But um, I think overall, overall, I think people have just been finding things t- to do or you know hanging out wherever they can. Um, I know I like, I rode my bike a lot during the summer. I also been staying in a lot. So it's so weird to talk about Chicago in the midst of all of this. Cause it's like, what is happening? What's not happening? What's going down? Yeah. Well, and Chicago <laughs> is an, ext- an insanely bikeable city. Uh, that is one of the things, many things that I, I love about Chicago is that it is. I, like, if you, like, I would, I'm not a, a strong biker and I probably also the bike I own is a, adult tricycle i probably wouldn't i i would not go to the mean streets of chicago with that thing but like they're like the there was a big trail that came in so after margaret and i left in 2015 um there's a big trail that they put in i six or six yeah the six or six yep it looks all the all the everything i've seen looks beautiful looks beautiful looks like it, it's a really nice and she she has friends and i know some people that that run that and bike that a lot so that i'm jealous of that but i i've actually been on the 606 once okay one time and it's really nice but it's busy a lot oh i'm sure I'm and sure. it's like this is too much so i'm like this is too much for me and i was i think we were just walking but like biking wise that's what i love about the city one of the many many things i like is it is a bikeable city and i just got my bike like two summers ago but i was just like ripping and roaring up the city like I have some like long-term cyclists but it's it's been fun um and it's been great and there's like some people who bike well into the winter which we just got snow for the first time yeah we, we we've we've not had I think we, like last week we've had barely any snow yeah. like 30 degrees like last week oh god <laughs> it's been like a mild winter when I so folks have been like biking into 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 well of December. That's insane. Like I remember when I moved to Chicago, everyone was like, "Oh, it's gonna be so cold." I'm like, I grew up in Michigan. I grew up in Central Michigan. Like we have dirt roads. You know, it. I I I can handle it. Nope. I was incorrect because really oh, because that that first winter by by the time it was the first winter, I was basically living at Margaret's apartment who was on Addison, but like West Addison, like it was like her building, building, 
Lakeshore. So she was at the very end of Addison. So we'd get that wind coming in from, oh my, oh. like I remember coming back from Christmas uh, break and it was going to be cold. And I remember our former, one of the former bosses we had, a gentleman who had a you know, Pashan for bow ties, <laughs> telling him like, I wonder if they're going to shut down for the cold. He's like, oh, there's no way they're going to shut down for the cold. They shut down for the cold <laughs> because it was, I remember the one day with wind chill was like negative 45. I stood outside for a, a, the entire day for five minutes and I got a searing I, headache. It was so bad. I, re, I remember that because that was the first winter they actually started shutting down for like below because it got that bad. It was I so do bad. remember that because I think that was the year after uh, Snowmageddon. So I think yes. they were like trying to. I don't know, but I know it was like Snowmageddon. You know, everyone was like stuck on Lancashire Drive. And then the year after that, it was like freezing temps. And I think that's the year that they were finally starting like, okay, you know, kids can't walk in negative 50 degree weather. <laughs> yeah. They were like, I'm like, these kids are like walking from like, you know, my school down in North Lawndale. I'm like some of these kids are walking like a mile. I'm like, no, yeah. like, let's not, let's not do that. Um, do that. Oh God. So, but it's. I do miss Chicago. I don't miss uh, when I moved to Cleveland. The first weekend we were here, I went to the grocery store. I thought it was the richest man in the world. I'm like, look at all the things <laughs> I bought. All these things. I would have gotten like a cart full, like a small cart in Chicago. I bought the entire store. And like, <laughs> it was like, and I'd only lived there for two years. And like, we went to a bar. I'm like, I got two beers for the price of a half a beer. Look at me. But that's kind of how I feel when I go back home to Michigan and oh, hang for out. Sure, yeah. And I'm just like, what? That's, that's like, I got, I feel rich. <laughs> it's like, you know, the difference between like the Riv and like a Chicago bar, <laughs> like, you know, oh my God. there's no burger rama here, guys. Like I'm not getting, you know, a thing of cheeseburgers and a, you know, Listen, pitcher. Exactly. It's insane. But uh, if you, if you know what the Riv is, Michigan state, Oh boy, <laughs> I have forgotten oh my a lot. God, the rib. I we would go there when I was in college, um, because I went to Central. But when I would come visit my friends down, like if I would come back into Lansing, we would go to the Riv. Man, I I think I even still went to the Riv my first year I moved to to Chicago because I would still go back home and like hang out at spots, you know. Oh yeah, but the Riv, man, that place was tragic <laughs> well and since like in a college oh it was bad like but, like i mean if i'd like be, be, if i had to pick up the river like the peanut barrel i'm going to the peanut barrel but since you went to central then you know the magic the majesty that is the malt shop the the what the malt the shop the malt yo you don't know the malt shop <laughs> right off malt? Of, the malt shop right off of campus the malt shop. It was the, this place that, surprise, I had malts, had a pizza, had an arcade. And like, I went there in high school because like, yeah, like I grew up in between. So if you're, if you want to know more about the, 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 the Ben lore here in Michigan, there are like these two cities, Big Rapids and Mount Pleasant. Big Rapids is Ferris State, Cent or Michigan or Mount Pleasant has Central Michigan, right in the middle where there's nothing. That's where I grew up. So Mount Pleasant was the big city to us. We would go into town and we would go to this place called the malt shop. They had air hockey. 
Yeah, the malt shop. Oh, yeah, like, like between malt shop and Little Chef. Now, Little Chef, I know, because oh. we had a sign, Little Chef shits and I don't care. <laughs> if I would have, if I would have remembered that you'd gone to Central, I would have tracked down, I have it somewhere in this attic. I have a CD that has Central Girls. Oh. Yeah. I I mean, it's, it's, yeah. Man, that's from the vault. <laughs> that, oh God, I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, oh God, it was just like talking about, and I mean, the waste, the wasted side with the stickiest. Oh, the wasted side. Oh, the wasted side. And uh, Dollar Pint Tuesdays. That was the. <laughs> so for, for, the, for the people listening that don't know, so the wayside is this 18 and 18 and up club, which again, let Mount Pleasant, not a big city. So a club is a, a generous term. It was this dark place. That, again, this floors were the stickiest in existence. I don't know how they got them so sticky and they had go-go cages. But again, it was 18 and up. So you yes. could have like college f- f- a senior, which most seniors that like most like people past like sophomore year, we're not going, but then you'd have like these 18 year olds or like fake IDs or like people like rubbing off the X on their hands in the bathroom. <laughs> we would always go through the bar side. Oh, yep. That, you know, go to we, if McKellie's. If we were going to go to the, if you go to, um, we're going to go dance, dance, go to the wayside. But if you wanted to go through the bar side or Kelly's, you can go through there. And they had like that hallway that connected. Mm-hmm. And I will always remember when they put the, the, the pole in the middle. I was like, well, we've made it, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I mean, it was just fun stories of college towns. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So. We t- so today. We, I mean, obviously, you are you know a musician. You have performed many, many times. You have a truly amazing voice, and I'll, I'll hopefully be posting um, when I post the show notes so people can hear. The you know, I guess what, what what's your earliest memory of of music and your earliest memory of like man, music really it draws me and it's really something that I know is going to be a big part of my life. The oh, that's a good question, Ben. Thank you. Um, Honestly, my earliest of anything music would have to be our, my family, like family functions, um, you know, cause black folks just have music playing all the time. So I just, so it was like, I definitely will have to say like just family functions growing up, specifically birthdays specifically birthdays um because that's when we would have a lot of like big family things we had our september birthdays um my grandmother's 50th birthday like at, during that time um we would have like these celebrations or like my uncle will have just the party because it was summer so definitely like when i think about music i just often think about i connect it to uh gatherings and i connect it to um, getting together um, and also just like connecting it to church because I, I grew up in the church and with gospel music so it's just like anytime I think of music it's a connector piece to me <clears throat> and so I oftentimes I hear music I can remember places I've been or who I've connected to or the why or any of this stuff and it's such a huge part of how I cope as well and how I um how I personally connect with my with myself so definitely like 
just gatherings is like my first like music goes here like <laughs> oh no and i think that's i mean like we i think we, we all get music from our, you know, our definitely our parents or you know yeah. the people that raised us you, you kind of you hear it in the background and I guess so like, you know, when you close your eyes and you think about those gatherings, like what's the music, like who are the artists, like what's the music that's playing yeah. in those? So that a lot of it was lots of soul and R and B and gospel music are, are probably like, or hip hop during the time. Um, we're talking what late eighties, early nineties, right? Um, soul music, R and B specifically from whatever cultural song that was happening during the time but also genres either 60s or 70s or 50s or you know all this stuff it, it's it's I, I think about like uh like so the temptations has their version of silent night right mm -hmm. that's for the while the longest time that was the only version i knew existed <laughs> but that makes total sense that makes total <laughs> That's the version, like, to, like to you, like that's the definitive version because that's the one that got played. So it was like, oh yeah, but like, so I'm sure the first time you that's heard it, night, you know, yeah, first time you heard it otherwise, I'm like, what is this? This is this yes. has no soul. What's happening yes. here? So like that's that is like one of my first under, of course. And then as I got older, because I went to Lutheran school and private school and stuff growing up, so like I knew also just because I wanted those two things does that negate. Uh, social economic status. <laughs> just had to put that out there. This True. is Lansing, Michigan. So, um, so like, yeah. So, like, of course, I heard like the regular Silent Night and the, the the arias and all that stuff. But I think when I think about like community and like connecting, it has always just been soul and funk. And uh, my the first CD I got as a gift. It was from my uncle and it was a, it was mc hammer cd oh wow and then, yeah the first tape cassette that i had was tlc's crazy sexy cool or no tlc's ain't too proud of it or um yeah ain't too proud of it no that's definitely what is it hat to the back <coughs> oh, was yep, like yep. their first cd um <coughs> and it was ain't too proud of I like, I see the, I see it in my head, but it was the first tape cassette I had. I mean, now the first yeah. CD that I purchased was Chumbawamba's Tub Thumping. Like the first, I took my hard money. I said, you know what? Chumbawamba. <laughs> so I've said it on the podcast before the first CDs, the two CDs I bought with my own money. Oh God! Uh, we're ball with the or double without a cause by by Kid Rock. Go Detroit um, and <laughs> chocolate strawberry starfish and the hot dog flavored water by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I was so in my I'm a cool white guy like I mean just I look at it now I'm like good lord I remember like, and like my sister was like he shouldn't buy that my mom's like it's with his own money and I want to be back go back in time like you're right sister I shouldn't have bought those. <laughs> That was foolish. There are so many other I things. Loved me some lip biscuit growing up. Oh, yeah. I was like in it. I mean, did, did did I drive up the main up and down the main drag of Mount Pleasant listening to rolling a bunch of times? Yes, I did. With oh, yes, I did. Oh yeah. Have you ever heard the version with Method Man and all them? Oh hell yeah. Oh, I mean, 
I like to this day, I think it's in together now. It's with Fred Durst and, and yes. I, I could probably go most of the lyrics from memory. Cause I just remember racing home to watch TRL and thinking like, this is so cool. Not knowing <laughs> like method man, like outside of that. And then like getting older, I'm like, Oh, this was the bad stuff. This was like his, like, I'm going to get paid, you know, time as opposed you didn't know to like, who Wu-Tang was prior oh, to no, 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 no. Wow. I, well, the first uh, hip hop album I owned was big Willie style. If it did not play on the radio in Mount Pleasant, I did not know it. I did not I did not get to know about like real hip hop until I moved out to California and I you know met people who were like, Oh, you sweet summer child. Like <laughs> here's actual music. And like I remember the first like real hip hop CD I ever listened to was Most F. Uh, and then it's like I like that, and then my uh, it was like okay, listen to this, and then the second one was Black Star, with, with uh, Mustaf and Taleb Kweli, and like oh, oh, this is much better. <laughs> I literally I just saw Taleb Kweli uh, Thanksgiving. Oh God, over that, Thanksgiving, I would great, love. Remember, he was great. It was it was in Philly. That's interesting to me because I knew about Wu Tang by the time I was in high school, and that's because of my brother. So my brother, um, he is also a hip hop artist, right? And he was pretty big in Detroit for a while there when he was living back home in Michigan. So it was my room and his room right next to each other. So anything dealing with hip hop or rap was coming from his bedroom. So Eminem's very first album when he was just Mr. Marshall, uh, Wu-Tang, like, Eric B and Rakim, like anything that was hip hop related was always coming from my brother's bedroom. So, and from my dad, if my, my dad was like throwing a party in the basement. I just, so it, it's like, yeah, it just wasn't accessible. Like, like I grew up in like in the country country. So like it, unless it got really, really big. I mean, I remember being in like the second or third grade and someone brought in a tape of uh doggy style and <laughs> like, dog- I, yeah, like I remember that. Like that was, like, like it was like they got in so much trouble at it. But I, I never heard, I didn't hear the music. But like going back, like um a couple of months ago, I, I did, we did an episode here um, about uh, West Coast East Coast, and you know, kind of you know, we my, myself and Andy from the network, we picked a side. I picked West Coast, he picked East Coast, and talking about that music, like I'm retroactively going, I, I had to retroactively go back to it. Like I, I like you know. Like I heard about Tupac and Biggie because they were on the news when they both were killed. Like I didn't, uh-huh. I didn't. And as I got older, like, you know, we would play like hypnotize at a dance. The super edited version was like, ar, 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 ar. Uh. yeah. I mean, I think by the time I was in the high school, like, like a senior in high school, like I, I had a little bit more, like I remember um, because my friends knew I was moving out to California. They requested California 11. Um, so like, I mean, and I, I knew like, I didn't, that was so service stuff. So like, I really got into more like lyricists when I moved out there and I, I learned more about that music. But on this flip side, my mom is the biggest uh, Motown fan and growing yeah. in Michigan. I think you, you know, you are just exposed to it more because it is a huge point of pride, even though, and I think you'll, you can tell me if you agree or not. Like in Michigan, there's two Michigans. There's Detroit, and then there's everything outside of Detroit, and really three if you count the Upper Peninsula, which they don't really count us. 
But everyone, I think, can be is on the board with like being very proud of Motown. And so, like, I remember growing up listening, hearing the Temptations. My mom has said on numerous occasions that she loves my dad. She would not leave him for anyone except Smokey Robinson. And I'm like, <laughs> I respect that. I respect Smokey's a great guy. Um, but I mean, I just, I, I, I love Motown. Motown. When I worked for uh, the, the same organization we worked for together, um, we, I lived when we were in Detroit, we went to the Motown Hall of Fame or the Motown Museum. And Stevie Wonder's godson was a tour guide there. Oh, wow. And like, and the kid had the chops. And then like, there's this, like, uh, it was all this memorabilia picture of like Stevie sitting on top of a, a street sign, which you're like, that's impressive. Oh yeah. He's blind. Double impressive. <laughs> And then you go into like the old studio and you stand where they recorded my girl. And you're just like, this should be, this entire building should be in the Smithsonian. Like this, I mean, it shouldn't be because it should be in Detroit, but like, this is like human history here. And Here's what's really crazy is I have never been to the Motown museum. Oh, ever. totally go. It's great. I've never it's been there. Do I have family in Detroit? I sure do. Have I have never been there. I think it, Actually, I have no reasons why. <laughs> well, just... and that's the thing. Like, I've I've lived here. I've lived here in Cleveland now since 2015. The only time I've ever been to the Rock Hall was when, in my senior year of high school, my two buddies were like, "We want to go to Florida for spring break. How much do we have? Here's what we have. We can afford to go to Cleveland." <laughs> and so we went to Cleveland, and we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it was great. My buddy Paul uh, got in trouble because they had a display of John Lennon stuff including his bed and he touched it and there were large signs saying do not touch. But the thing that will always haunt me is they had a pair of his glasses, the glasses he wore when he died, they had his blood on them. What? Why the fuck would you like, why would you have those? <laughs> like I was mesmerized because my sister was born the day he died. December 8th, 1980 was the same day that she was born the same day he died. But it's like, it's also really messed up. <laughs> like, I mean, did they have, well, I listen, the last time I was at the rock and roll hall of fame was an eighth grade field trip. So I, yeah, well, this would have been two, yeah, this would have been 2002, like yeah. legit 20 years ago. So, yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, but like, that's not, like, so like, like you have all these like attractions and things. I mean, there's a million things that I never did when I lived in Chicago. Like I never went to Willis tower, never did it. Like ne I went to P to Navy pier once. Um, like the month anniversary of Margaret and I dating, we went to, they had that big IMAX there. We saw Wizard of Oz and IMAX, which is amazing. And then she talked me into going up on the Ferris wheel. I'm afraid of heights. It was windy. I was terrified. <laughs> it was the, like, I'm like, this is such a great time, honey. Like, <laughs> oh God. I mean, it was beautiful. Like the, the couple of seconds I opened my eyes and could see Chicago, but it was, <laughs> But so like those things happen, but like I always like I would highly suggest the you know the Mo, the motel museum because it's just so, I mean obviously you have all these amazing pieces, but then like you have the stories, and if you get the right tour guide like we did, I mean even and I know they have a you know a myriad of tour guides, just some of the stories they have are just amazing, and yeah. it's just and so like that's why like you know we're gonna the playlist that we're going to talk about is like R and B and soul, and I will throw Motown in there because like 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 Motown to me is just. It's everything. It has everything. And yes. I just like looking at this music. I mean, I, it, you look at like the genre, like you on Spotify, you look at like, you know, just like R and B and you're just like, 
it's incredible how like all the things that they are considered R and B that maybe like are out of the you know norm of R and B, but it's so amazing. Same thing with soul, and it's just like this is the music that like has prof- have had profound effect on my life, and yeah. I didn't even like really until I did more research. I'm like, yeah, like so. We what we'll do is we go back and forth, um, and then you you know we'll talk a little bit about the song. I'll play a little bit of the song, um, so and I always have it, my guests go first. So I guess what is your first song that you would put on this playlist? To like, let's say we're introducing someone, they're they're from another world. They've never heard <laughs> of the R and B and the soul. Like when we're building them a playlist to get them you know acquainted to it. What's that first song? You know what's interesting when you when you were like also I just realized that. I was picking at my teeth and I ultimately was like, I really hope Ben's not like, no, this is, this is, <laughs> this is definitively not a uh, video podcast. Cause I want it to be successful. <laughs> not for you, for, like- for me, like, like also for people who can't see. So like I'm in my attic, obviously that's part of the song. I have like this, this setup back here for like interviews and stuff. So like I have these masks, the guy from Mexico, I yeah. am working from home a lot lately surprise and like i'm the boss of people and people see these masks behind me and someone asks like is that a weird sex mask behind you like no (laughs) it's a luchador mask why do you think it would be a sex mask like why is it okay to ask your boss that and why would i have it on display so this is will never be a video podcast what we do (laughs) like don't kink shame there's no kink shaving here. Unless that's your kink shaving. Unless um, that's your no. kink. Oh my gosh. That kink is between you and your lady friend. Um, oh, so, <laughs> um, I would definitely have to say, so, okay. So we, when you said four, I was like, just four. Oh my God. Um, so I, of course, is like, I'm going obscure. <laughs> do it. Do it. I was like, I went, I, I went not, I did not go that way. So I went basic. You can go real. We can, you know, it'll I was mix. like, you know what? What are songs that like I've been vibing with, or I vibe with, or have vibed with for so long? So the first one is uh, Elder Barge, the Barge, when he was going by the Barge in the '80s. So that's D E B A R G E, and he has a song called "I Like It." A vibe gets you going. Just chill. The intro is for the the his his falsetta and the way he's able to just like live on notes just makes you feel some type of way. It's wonderful. Well, I, I like it. I am I am familiar with DeBarge, which is just a fun a great name. Um, but I am not as familiar with this song, so we're gonna play a little bit of this. Here is I Like It by DeBarge.
this will probably come up a lot, but they just don't make music like that anymore. Like, no! like that's a song like you like if it if you don't listen to it on vinyl, I feel like you're kind of cheating yourself because that's like a vinyl classic right there. Yes, you didn't even get to the good part, which is fine. It's like it is such a bop. The the refrain, oh, it's, it's so good. Yeah. It's a good two step. It's a good like, oh, it's beautiful. Mm, and and like it's. And like again, like these, these will, and what I'll do is after this, um, I'll have you send me like I like to fill out the playlist of just like stuff that didn't make the podcast because I, I mean, left of my devices, almost every playlist I ever make is like three hours long. Um, <laughs> like I made a playlist. My, my, we make it some 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 Spotify playlist. Yeah. Man, oh, I, I, I that Spotify is my jam. Like my niece and nephew came down last week. Our, the day after Christmas, and they, I asked them like, "What music do you like?" And my my, my niece is like, um, "Olivia Rodrigo." I'm like, "Okay, that checks out." You're you're a fresh <laughs> high school freshman. Yep, got it. Um, and my little nephew is like, "Playboy Cardi." I'm like, "I, I wish it was something else, but I get it. I understand." Um, so I made them playlists of like, you know, here's some music you might like, and like with hers, like the obvious one is like Paramore. Like if you like, you know, because. Yay, that's basically and then other things. Um this great band from here in Cleveland. It's called the Sonderbombs. They're this great Ooh. great female led pop, pop punk band. They are like I will send you some of their stuff. They're awesome. Um and then with my nephew, um, so my, my brother in law, he loves old school hip hop. So my nephew knows who Wu Tang is, which is like Aww. awesome. And like my brother in law looked at me and like as soon as I you know Wu Tang, he looked at me like, Well Wu Tang's for the children. I'm like, Okay, you got me, you got me. <laughs> Um, but also, so I made him a playlist and I put a bunch of a tribe called Quest and De La Soul in there. I'm like, please like this. Classics. Like, like Classics. this and less Cardi. Like, I get it. I get it. But like, less Cardi Playboy. Or like, at least some Kendrick. Get some Kendrick in your diet, kid. Um, now, I like Cardi. I just, I'm just. It's not that I don't like, like him. Like it's Cardi. just like, I, and I get, I, like, he's very popular and I get it. I just like, go a little Wait, bit. did you say Cardi? Like Cardi B? No, no, Playboy Cardi. No, no, not, 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 I mean, like, it's not, it's like, to me, it's like, it's like Takis. I get it. I don't like them because I'm damn near 40, but I get it. Like, no, if it was Cardi, if it was Cardi B, I'm like, okay, like you're good. You know, like I'm. I don't know these, I don't know a lot of these, uh, rap artists that are out in these streets these days. No. Like, like if they. And I have to go and like, listen. Because like, that's still work yeah. with young people, so I'm just like, wait a minute, who are these folks? Well, like, <laughs> uh, like I had my first, like my really embarrassing moment. A couple of, I was like, I think it was a 2021 where someone was talking about Juice World. I thought Juice World was like another album, like a follow up to Astro World. <laughs> Did not know it was an entirely different human being, who I don't believe is with us anymore. But I was like, oh, okay, yep, I am a white guy from the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Let's listen to some more, uh, you know, Huey Lewis and the news. Um, but no, so it was, that was, that was fun to, to make those. So yeah, my, and, but they were like, th- like three hour long playlists. And so my sister sent me a text. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like I, I, I got on a roll. It was a project. Um, so, so my first song is, um, and I'll definitely have, well, there'll be, you know, be some Motown here, but like when I think of just like, if I wanted to introduce someone to just soulful, amazing soul music, R and B Prince would be like the first guy. 
And you went, you took classic. You went like, I was like, I could just do the basic stuff. I'm, 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 I'm I'm a basic bitch. So I'm, I will go, I will go there. You can go like the real truth. I'll just go like the, oh yeah, that that's on like, you know, that's what I call music version of this. Um, but so like to me, like purple rain, purple rain is just such a a song. It's one of those songs where like, I'm not going to play the whole thing because I don't usually play the whole thing, but you feel bad about turning it off because it's purple rain. It's so good. And like, it's just like that entire album is just spectacular. The movie is, Oh God, I I rewatched that in 2021 and I'm like, man, I'm glad there was a good album attached to this because that movie is, (laughs) God awful. The movie, the movie is very 80s. Ooh, it's very it, it is the definitive it is, 80s. Like it is, it is very much in its time. But it is uh it spawned one of the most amazing albums of all time. So here is a all little time. bit of that purple, purple rain. school dances have ended with that song like i know at so, least two of them that i went to did i will have to say that our our high school dances ended actually ended with computer love don't ask me why but it was like this is where we are we I mean, graduated the same year that's a Wow. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to process that. Like, what's the way to send these kids home? Computer love. Yep. <laughs> Dial it up. I, I always thought there was the most randomest thing, but I also, I, but I remember it though, you know? That's. I remember it. I remember it. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. I love it. Okay. Well, like, okay, look, that, that song will a thousand percent be on this playlist. It doesn't oh fit. It's going on because it, it, it has to. Um, it has to. Yeah. I, that song is uh, it's the just like it's one of like ever dissecting the iconic like modulation that man does in that song is wild um like it's just he's brilliant goat don't ever ask me if it's prince or mj because i will not give you a solid answer because <laughs> they too they played too 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 big of a role in my life <laughs> that is fair that is fair too big of a roll. Too oh, big of a roll. So what is oh. your next song on this playlist? Oh my gosh, Ben, you made this so hard. Okay. I'm going to actually go. So I rolled down five because I'm struggling between two, but I think I'm going to have to come down to an answer before the end of this. I'm going to actually go with Rock Steady by Aretha Franklin. Ooh, yeah. And because uh, that song makes you get up and dance. Uh, 
that's a plus it's Aretha. <laughs> what I love about Aretha is like towards the end, she did a uh the you know, obviously the um Thanksgiving game was in Detroit, the Lions were there, kinda. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did the national anthem and she did like a nine minute version. And everyone's like, oh, is someone going to wrap her up? And I'm like, no, it's Aretha Franklin in Detroit. No one will <laughs> tell her. She can do the entire game. And everyone will sit there and they will mind their P's and Q's because that's Aretha Franklin and you're in Detroit. You ain't doing anything. <laughs> she could stop and take a nap. And everyone's like, okay, because that's just who it is. And I mean, exactly. I, I remember like seeing the footage of like when she passed, like, Cities have mourned for things. I don't think the city has mourned that hard for one person than with you know, when Aretha passed. Because, oh, man, that was it's so interesting because it's like a lot of a lot of people that we grew up on, which is because we're not we're still young, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but like when I think about the music I grew up on, like uh, so many of those people are just leaving the earth. Yeah, and I'm just like holding on, holding on to like Stevie Wonder or something. We must protect him. We lo- we already we lost Betty. We must protect Stevie. <laughs> Swear to God, anyone comes after Stevie Wonder, like you know Stevie Wonder and Dick Van Dyke, um, like you just can't have them. You can't. Well, my Dick Van Dyke is still tapping and dancing along, and he's like 98 years old. When he when I saw uh the new Mary Poppins in the theater. And I'm like, well, that's clearly see. Nope, that's Dick Van Dyke. Like he probably rested for a while. Um, he still knows all the words to Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Like he did a cameo for someone, and he like he sang it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> how? How, sir? Um, oh but so here is the Queen of Detroit, the Queen of of Soul, the Queen of everything. Here is Her Highness Aretha Franklin with Rocksteady. Oh, this is my jam right here. album young gifted, young gifted and black aretha franklin at the height of her power i mean good lord i just it's like that kind of i mean just like even watching i you know i've watched i watch it all the time but blues brothers and yeah. just like i mean just just oh and everything about aretha franklin i just i it's it's amazing to me, like, there are people that, like, even though, obviously, I was not around in the height of her uh, popularity and the height of her, you know, career, but, like, I got to walk the earth while she was walking the earth, and I can say, like, I was, I got to see her perform, even if it was the nine-minute, uh, you know, Star Spangled Banner, like, it was still, like, <laughs> that is someone who is, 
like my grands, you know, my grands, grands, grandchildren will, will know about Aretha Franklin and rightfully so. And she's just, oh, I love it. I could, I mean, I could do, and I think, you know, th- this year we'll, I'm going to do a deep dive series into Motown because it's just, and, you know, oh. the women of Motown, and like you can definitely come back for like the you know, <laughs> the women of Motown, the men of Motown, like the, 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 the groups and just like, um, there's a, there's like a VH1 movie, um, uh, like Hitsville or like that. It's about Motown that I'm, I want to rewatch. And then the Temptations movie, which is great, which yes, is, that's a classic. Ain't that's no one a- paying to see Yotis. I'm like, yes, no one is paying to see Yotis. Um, and so to, that actually translates really well to, um, you know, we're both also obviously big fans of theater and there are so many like musicals that nowadays I'm like, why? Like, you know, the Legally Blind musical or the uh, Heather's musical. I just don't get it. But when I heard about the Ain't Too Proud to Beg musical, yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> I will I, yes. Like, there is something like, and uh, it's coming here to Cleveland. And I really want to see it. I think, I think they're kind of all Broadway and theaters are kind of doing like, let's play the big ones. Let, let's have the big shows come through to kind of restart everything. Um, that's why like music man's going back to Broadway. Yeah. It, it helps. Oh, that he, that's actually one of my favorite shows. The music man. I was, I was the music man. Um, in high school, I was uh, a townsperson <laughs> who my one line was, uh, we need to settle. Uh, we, uh, what was it? It was a, uh, I don't care about that. We need to talk about this pool situation. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but I mean, I, I love it, but it, yeah, ain't too proud to beg by the temptations. I mean, the temptations, will have their own episode and they could have their own episode because they're just so amazing. And picking my favorite temptation song is really, really hard. It's like picking from my pets. Like which one do I love more? It's my dog. No, I'm just I love my cats, but <laughs> I, I just got the dog. on like, but he's just, he's so cute. But I mean, ain't too proud to beg to me. It's just, it's so amazing. And just, getting those group of guys together and with all the things that have happened to them in their careers and like magic, absolute magic. And I it's just, a bop and yeah. it's like a good wedding dance. It's a da- good dance party. Oh yeah. That's a song. Like every wedding <laughs> I've been to, like, I think like the rule should always be like the beginning. You got to front load with like the classics, the stuff that everybody knows. Oh yeah. Every, oh, yeah. And like, this is a song that like, yeah, like if, like after the first dance, like you throw this on, everyone's coming to the dance floor. And so, and so here is ain't too proud to beg by the temptations. It's a good one. But if I have to cry to keep you, I don't mind weeping if you'll keep you by my side.
songs I've always found like amazing about this song is it come it came out in a time when like men showing like vulnerability was not really a thing. And these guys are like, forget that noise. Like, I don't care. I will cry. I will beg. I will, you know, I, I need you in my life. And I'm thinking like, just like looking at all the other media at that time, like that was a radical concept. Like that was like, I'm sure they got pushback. Like, what do you mean? You're not pretty proud to beg. Like what? No, I love this person. I, I want them in my life. I will, I will beg. I will bar. I will, I will cry. And it's like, that is a, a, to me, like it's, I don't, think, I don't know. Maybe it's talked about other people. I've never seen it. So I, I doubt I'm the only one who's thought about that. But like, to me, it's like, oh, that's mind blowing. They're like, have the confidence to be like, we're going to come out in like sequins jackets and dance. And we're going to say, we're not too proud to beg. And you're going to love it. You're going to love every second of it. And everyone loved it. And then, and then I, I mean, I will also maybe say, um, we can anyone can fact check this but there was there was just like a movement in like soul music where the the elements of like vulnerability for men would just like started to grow like baby baby please and like <laughs> come back to me and like uh just like this whole genre of this like love uh like seeking after uh music started to or lyrics shall i say started to really start to pop off anyone can fact check me but i feel as if that started to happen you know angel powder bag and then luther vandross teddy pettigrass like all these soul artists started really like begging for their lady to come back to them <laughs> i mean i think they understood that, like that's the way to do it they understood the assignment yeah they understood oh you want to be back okay you gotta beg <laughs> I a thousand percent guarantee if that ever happened to my wife, she's like, oh yeah, go listen to this song about a billion times, <laughs> understand it, come back to me. Like, Oh my God. Yes, ma'am. That's awesome. All right. So what is your next song to go on this magical playlist? So I decided to go. So there's two albums that I feel like uh, gave foundation to my teenage life. And that was, uh, Jagged Little Pill, um, they go to Alanis Morissette, and Erica Badu's Baduism. <laughs> so those were the two albums that I'm like, if you want to know me in a nutshell, it's those two albums and Thumbawamba and Chumbawamba, right? Okay, so of course, of course, of course. Um, oh, and in sync, that's definitely what I would throw that in there. However. We're going to go from Baduism's album, which was hard because I know that album from like front to back practically, yeah. but On and On by Erica Badu. I mean, Erica Badu is just, she is one of those artists that is, I, it's almost like in the nineties when she came out, she was just so different. And I, I mean, again, I remember being aware of her and then going back and I'm like, wow, like she was just so like visually different and her, her sound was so different. But man, like artist, like just art artist in the the most pure sense of the word. And yeah, she I mean, she came out during a time where like Neo Soul was starting to come around. Mm -hmm. Um like this this 90s soul versions of things started to happen. Uh, because then even later in the late 90s, you got like NDIRE and like Flo, like all this like Jill Scott say like people just started creeping out with this thing 
and then body doesn't come out and she's like oh on and now she just had this different voice yeah and uh she she like there was a level of like proudness of being black which um was making its way back into the into the world on a more what am i saying play the music ben i'm talking out of my ass <laughs> i do that all the time so here he is <laughs> on and on by the amazing miss erica badu human beings like yeah. everything she did was so cool and i'm just again like being someone you know growing up in the middle of nowhere like seeing her and like just like wow she like i mean obviously she very much embraced her her heritage and was unapologetic about it and it's like this is what I, this is how i dress this is how i act this is how i talk like <laughs> you can not like it you can like it i you know you make that's on you however you choose to interact <laughs> with me and i just uh i just I think the first time I really like, I, I kind of like was like, I really kind of saw her is like, she was again, it's kind of lame um, in the blues brothers, uh, 2000 movie. She uh, was in it and it's like, <laughs> uh, she's playing a voodoo queen, which is, you know, a little problematic, but you know, she was amazing in it. And like going back, like, Oh, like I really like her voice. I really like, and like just going back and like listening to her, like, wow, like just, and then like you, you brought up like Indiari and Jill Scott and Macy Gray. I remember Macy Gray got really big and like, that's it. Oh man. Like that voice, I'm like, that's a voice that like I, the second I hear that, that song, I'm just like transported right back to the first time I heard that. I'm like, that's different. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I like feel it. like there's just like this new wave, this new, this, I feel like in the late, at least for me, from my perspective, as someone, as a young black woman, right like it was and we want to talk about representation and all that and all those things it's it was like this moment where to be unapologetic was like okay and I think for me I hadn't seen that yet like it was um I mean I seen it in books like Angela Davis or any of that stuff but like outwardly and that sort of thing because uh it was Erica Badu and in that moment my my mom was also very very much forefront on like knowing our culture and black history and um you know ethnically being involved in like african diaspora and stuff like this so to see erica badu was like oh okay <laughs> well and i'm sure like again like that makes sense <laughs> it's i mean that's what i love about like how things have um progressed like this so like over the, over the winter break 
that just ended. I watched Encanto with and uh, which is amazing. And oh, I want to see. It. I have it's oh. on my it's on my queue. I might actually might watch it. After. You should. You should. It's <laughs> like there is a song. There is a song on there that is like just the like is, is a heavy rotation here at this house. Um, just know that uh, it is. Be ready to have a deep, like you know, psychological, like inward look at you and your family because, dear, it is so good. But it's like that is, oh, but like there are all these like pictures of like these little kids, um, you know, like posting online. Their parents posting online, like, oh look, my son, you know, looks like this. My daughter looks like this, and like rep that representation, and like being able for you to be able to like see someone like Eric Badu and like, oh, I can look however I want to look. I can embrace who I am as opposed to like having to be the cookie cutter, you know, you know, what's, you know, appropriate or what's okay. It's like this person can just be who they want to be and they can be just as successful doing what they, and that's to me is like, I have having myself represented for every piece of media I could ever possibly think since the day I was born. Like, I think it's so cool when that happens and like that becomes the norm. Like, yeah. when we, like yeah. I mean, I still like one of my, the things on the internet I love the most was when the class of kids got told they were going to go see Black Panther and oh, they, like yeah. the utter joy. And it wasn't just because they're going to go see a movie. They were going to go see a movie about a superhero that looked like them. And like these, that kid who was dancing, like that is pure joy. Like if yeah. I had to show an alien, like what's pure joy? This kid, this kid is pure joy. And like, I just. I, and that's what something I love about like someone like everybody do because again she's you know just was very much like I'm going to make you uncomfortable with some people a lot of people uh-huh. from where I grew up uncomfortable don't care don't <laughs> care because I'm also going to you know sing amazingly and everyone's like oh that's amazing she, and I saw her live two years ago 2019 I think uh, and whew, she is phenomenal live. She's oh, a little sure. interesting now. She's a little. She she said some problematic things at that concert. But, Ooh, that's not good. But uh, you know, <laughs> in the nineties, yeah, before cool. social media, everything was good. <laughs> Speaking of some problematic, my my pick would be, I would venture to say this is one of the greatest debut albums of all time, and with zero follow up. And I wish there was, but there are definitely been some reasons why there wasn't. Um. So the miseducation of Lauren Hill, I that is one of the, the few things that kind of broke through the zeitgeist of you know, in my little town, and I remember just being blown away. That's a great album, and just like the entire thing is utterly amazing. But obviously, the biggest you know track from that, you know, duop is just so good, and it, it blows my mind to this day that like that was it. Like she had the one album, and just all the issues she had and it's it, in um, it was over like the winter last winter for some reason on all the streaming services we have Dave Chappelle's block party was on big rotation. I have my thoughts on Dave Chappelle, but that concert itself was amazing and getting to see the Fuji's all back together in one place was just like, it was, it, it was heartbreaking all, all over again. Like, Oh, like, come back, come back and like, yeah. and like reclaim this. Cause like, like again, I would put this debut album, her debut album up, up any other debut album. Cause I think it's that amazing. So here is I, one of the best to ever do it. And wherever she's at now, you know, today, I hope she's doing okay. Uh, Miss yeah, Lauren Hill for a while. And then was 
having I mean, people. I mean, it was yeah. People were talking about how she was showing up late. She, she had that one great album. She had another album that came out. It was an acoustic one, and she did a live show with uh, MTV. Like, oh, the, the unplugged. Oh God, yeah, the, the unplugged. Like, yeah. And I remember like watching bits and pieces of it. I was like, wow, she's she whatever she has been going through, been uh, physically, mentally, health wise. It's always just we're sworn hill the best because. She's yeah. she's one of the fame, greatest. Fame is not fame is not for everyone, and fame and fame um, affects people differently. Even D- Dave Chappelle left the country, right? Even yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like even Nina Simone was like, "Forget about you, America. I'm going over here to Europe." Um, fame just affects people differently and, and in varying levels. It, it really yeah. does and, and that's unfortunate but we always have this music and we'll always have this song so here exactly. is do what that thing exactly exactly yo remember yo. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like <laughs> yo yo my men and my women don't forget about the day this is not the most the king yo it's about a thing Since you were looking for your friend The one you let hit it and never called you again uh, Remember when he told you he was about to bend your man You act like you ain't him They give him a little trim to begin Now you think you really gonna pretend Like you wasn't down and you called him again Plus when you give it up so easy You ain't even fooling him If you did it then then you probably can Talking out your next thing you're a Christian I'm a slam Sleeping with the gin Now that was the sin that did Jezebel in Who you gonna tell when the repercussions spent Showing off your ass cause you thinking it's a Girlfriend, let me break it down for you again. You know, I only say it because I'm truly genuine. Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gym, baby girl. Respect is just a minimum. You still defending on now. Lauren is only human. Don't think I everything about the album, the album art, and just from front to back. That is a a front-to-back album. That is a... It is. I would is. be hard-pressed to tell you a song that you could skip on that album in good conscience because it yeah, is... That's a that's a classic. 100%. Oh. Absolute classic. All right. Album, classic. So, last song for you. you this wrap one it was up. hard. I'm not yeah. going to lie to oh, you. No, the last song is always the hardest. It's always the hardest. It is. I, I, it was a toss-up between the two. Um... Ah, I don't know which well, one. you know what? I I I'll check with the rules council. Oh, that's me. We can play both songs. We we, we can do both. Okay. We we can do a double header. Okay, do them until you do both of them. Yeah, and no, I'll, I'll get them queued up. Awesome. So, Pusher Man by Curtis Mayfield. Ooh. Uh, Superfly is literally one of my top ten favorite albums of all time. And Jackson Five's "Blame It on a Boogie." Um. <laughs> I was like, I could not choose one because <laughs> I'm one. I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan, Jackson Five fan. And even choosing Blame It on the Boogie was hard. I was like, oh, there's dancing. There's like so many great ones. So I mean, on with Curtis Mayfield, there's a reason why Sam Wilson told Steve Rogers everything you need to know over the you know to catch up since you've been gone. Listen to Superfly album. <laughs> That and like that, it's like that's all you need, and there's a damn good reason because Curtis Mayfield is. Oh, 
transcendent. And of course the Jacksons, like Jackson five is like, to me, like we're talking about definitive songs, uh, Santa Claus coming to town. The Jackson five version is the definitive, like every other version, get out, get out. (laughs) Baby Michael has owns the song. Wrap it up. That's real. That's real. That's real. That makes sense. So that makes total we sense. will go, we'll go back to back. So we'll start off with some pusher man by Curtis Mayfield. If you've yes. not, if you've not listened to the Superfly album, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Cause it is yeah, front to back. It's a front to back. So here we go. Here is pusher man. And then we'll go into blame it on the boogie by the Jacksons. time machine there were a lot of things i would do a lot of things i would do but if i had to do like things that weren't like you know like you know saving the world kind of things one of the things on that list would be to figure out the time and point where like michael that michael jackson became went down the path of the michael jackson that we kind of ended with and help him because i love him so much and like i just like like that oh god Michael Jackson, like without Michael Jackson, the world is a is a worse place. <laughs> it really because like without his music, like it's just like from the Jackson Five to the Jacksons to like it just the world is not a, 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 as good a place without that. Like yeah, it's, it'd, be, it'd be a weird place if like their music just did not exist, or yeah. even his music when he went solo. I'll be like, yeah, it's like he would have like you know what I'm done with. Uh, like if we don't have Thriller, 
I don't know it. Like, like there was that movie that came out like two years ago, like yesterday where everyone in the world forgot the Beatles. Oh yeah. I didn't watch that, but oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really good. It's a really, it's a really fun movie. I'm like the guy who is like the star in it. Like he's really nice voice, really fun. But like, Ooh, I just like, I just don't know like what will the world would, would, would like, it's like thrilling to me. Like has personal, um, Cause like my, it's a huge song that my, my sister loves. My, like the last album my mom bought on record was thriller. And like that kind of stopped. Like, like that's why when like thriller came out and then I was born and then that was kind of her like sever to like what was, you know, kind of the popular music of the day. So like the fact she owns an original pressing, I guess now I own an original pressing of thriller. I'm just like that. Like if thriller got to, to my mom, it, that's how, you know, it was like, the biggest thing in the world. And also oh. at my bro- at my sister's wedding, the best man, my brother-in-law's best man led everyone in the thriller dance. And like, oh. it wasn't like a kind of like, he knew everything. He knew it down to a T and bunch of, bunch of white people in Frankenmuth, Michigan, after, after having some <laughs> Zender's chicken, just dancing up a storm to like on the 30th of October, you know, Oh, I, I, just, I love it. I think it's amazing. <laughs> it's like you guys had a great time. Oh, it was oh, I, to this day. I I love it. And then, I mean, Curtis Mayfield again, like that's like, I, I don't, I think I've seen the Superfly movie, but the album I have heard many, 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 many times. Oh my God. Yes. It's so funny because my favorite, like my favorite Michael Jack, like Michael Jackson album is uh, off the wall. Oh, like, great. album! Great album. Like hands down. It's my favorite. Mine. Well, I mean, like, I mean, he just has so many. I, I again, like, if you disconnect the, some of the things later and just like the music, it is hard to argue about a more influential like musician. Like, we're just you know, because you can always go the you know the group first musician. It's yeah. hard to argue that there's anyone more influential to music from the moment he came onto the stage till even now than Michael Jackson. Like, I don't think there's anyone in music today, doesn't matter the genre, that can say they haven't been at least a little bit influenced or a lot influenced by a Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. He's an, he was an entertainer. Oh, yeah. Like, he did everything. I mean, I, again, like, you know, that same time machine, going back to, like, like the, the 80s, late 80s, to go see a Michael Jackson concert, oh, like, sign me up. Like... <laughs> Sign me the fuck up. Like I was one, like, like I would like, let me go see a Jackson five concert and be like, Ooh, this is amazing. I spent 10 cents to get in here or whatever crazy. And then like, just like, like take that little vacation of the evolution would be amazing. So my last two songs are, oh, I'm excited. Ooh, this is so that my two people that I just like, I, again, like two of my favorite artists of all time. So we've got a change is going to come by Sam cook. One of just, I mean, Sam Cooke is, is to me music. He is, he is soul because like his, to me, his soul came out every time he opened his mouth. Like every time he sang, you felt what he was feeling. And it's just like, there are very few artists in any genre that I feel like they were completely honest and bared themselves. And then, I mean, I had to have Stevie on here one of my favorite Stevie songs is for once in my life. Cause to me, like that is a song that like, you can't like listen to that song and not feel good and not just want to smile and move. And it's just like, again, like to me, that is 
like that joy personified. And so like drastically different songs when it comes to like, like the tone, but like beautiful in their own way. Cause again, Stevie wonder, I feel is a very honest soul of like whatever he's singing, that's what he's feeling. And so here is uh started off with a chain's going to come. One of the most beautiful songs ever recorded uh, by the Mr. The Mr. By the wonderful Mr. Sam Cook. One of the greatest starts to a song right here. very few people in the world but I will I will share with you and this podcast that is the song that I listened to right before I did the first look at my wedding I needed I needed to get some nerves out so I was on my phone and that was the song that's like that was what I was feeling in that moment and then like about a minute later I had the first look and like that's like if I had to describe what it means to, you know, to be married to my wife and just joy, just love. And like, even like not even romantic love, like, like just love. And oh God, I just love that song. And Aww. I don't think I, I don't think I should probably tell her that before this comes out on Friday. Cause I don't know. <laughs> you, I don't know. If she knows that, but yeah. Um, so again, like, I mean, Stevie wonder is just, Oh, I, I could listen to Stevie wonder. I mean, even like, you know, I just call to say I love you. You know, some of the stuff that like you know, like 
who wrote that for you, Stevie? Did you, who, who, who thought that was a good idea? But like, uh, like young Stevie wonder is just to me, absolutely amazing. So I, I think this is a very successful playlist. I think again, we'll, I think so too. we will, we will put out, you know, we'll build it up. Cause again, like you don't even have like things on here. Like that I've kind of added the, like, like some Etta James, uh, Otis Redding, um, Etta, the Gap Otis. Band, Marvin, mm. like the, like there's just, and like the thing like soul goes and there's so much, there's so much, again, Neo soul. We talked about Neo soul. There's such, you know, yeah, such, I would tell some Luther, some little Luther Vandross. Oh, some Luther. Um, one of, Oh God, I can't remember his name now. Um, he was a singer from the nineties. The there's a video of him. It's just him. Crap. What's his name? D'Angelo. D'Angelo. <laughs> the sexiest video of all time. Yes, D'Angelo. You will. Like, no, we, I mean, if you did, yeah. if you were, if you had a whole show just around like male late nineties, early two thousand soul music. Sign me up. I, I mean, like the loud D'Angelo. Music soldier, <laughs> like that D'Angelo video. Like, if if you there's not a human there is not a human alive that can't look at that and be like, that is this one of the sexiest things ever. Like, and it's just not because he was cut to shreds, but it's just like his. Oh God, yeah, D'Angelo is like maybe around like uh, on a Valentine's Day, like music that we're guaranteed to have spawned many children. <laughs> spawned. That like songs responsible for populations of, of, of for cities. Yes. For bumping uglies. Yeah. <laughs> I have said this on the podcast that the, the, uh, the time when I deflowered myself, <laughs> I did listen to, uh, let's get it on by Marvin Gaye. That was in the background because I was that guy. <laughs> How I married to someone is it's, it's surprising to me as to anyone else. Well, uh, I mean, you're not far because you know the guy, the person I my, my the moment I was deflowered, there was music in the background, and I have a feeling it was probably Peaches and Herbs, if I can remember correctly. But that's like like that's that's classic. Like mine was like, what is the most cliche thing you could do? Do that. Do that now. Did like, you even like just have the music? No. Like, I, yep. Music I had to go. I had I had to see a burn CD. I had a buddy burn me a CD that with that on there. And I'm like, well, this is like, in my mind, the sexiest thing possible. Looking back at it now, it's like, just like, wait a minute. What? Why? You were like, we're going to get it on. Hold on, please. Play. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, uh, let me pull, take it out. It's skipping. Let me blow on it. <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're good. Um, hard transition from that. You That's have, hilarious. You, you have projects that are coming up. You have things that uh, I, I want you to plug yeah. plug plug so tell me about all the projects that you have coming up and how people can find you and follow you and support you and all those amazing things um so i have my podcast tom foolery and shenanigans which was great um, which is a great podcast everyone needs to, to go listen to that right now yes uh go listen to that we uh we dropped my last episode here in a couple of days or weeks and then start gearing up for season two but you'll have all nine episodes or eight episodes to listen to you can catch it on all your platforms spotify's apple itunes some google things i don't know <laughs> a bunch of those places um yep, yep. stitcher 
I'm on Stitcher. There you go. Um, so, and I think I'm also on Google Play, right? Is that the Android? Yeah. Like we have a thing at our network that the majority of us are Apple people. And we always wonder like, what do the non-Spotify, non-Apple people, how do they get things? And I think, I'm pretty sure it's Google Play. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know, but I think that's how they do it. I think I'm on Google Play, but um and also a soundcloud those are like my the places nice. so i have my my podcast um, i have a show coming up next month here in chicago at um the venue cabaret spot at mercury theater um we come hear me sing some tunes i think actually no none of these tunes that we talked about will be on my set list but the artists will be on my set list so so come on through there and yeah, follow me on the Instagrams at J dot journey. That is J D O T J O U R N E Y. I got to tell people you got to spell the dot out. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And my other um, Instagram for my business, if you want to see what I do and as I speak and do speaking gigs and workshops across the country, that is J dot creates J D O T c-r-e-a-t-e-s um and you can follow me on the tiktok at just van just keep it in ends it'll pop up just 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 a bunch of ends (laughs) um but i think that's like my main main stuff and i have some other things that i plan on putting out in the world um here in this 2022 since you know the year is just starting and i got things to manifest and things to start to happen that's awesome and like i will i will i will co-sign that that jessica is an amazing presenter and educator i have i've been you you know in part of your trainings and wholeheartedly like if you are looking for someone who is a powerful speaker who like knows how to hold the attention of an audience especially an audience of newly graduated high or high school and uh, college students that sometimes have the attention span of a gnat like (laughs) Having, having, you know, followed, uh, some of your presentations, like I will curse your name, but also praise your name. Cause like, oh God. like I remember being seen on the schedule a couple of times. Like, I had to follow Jessica. Damn it. I'm getting candy. I'm going, I'm going to the store and I'm just getting bags of candy. And I'm throwing at them. Damn children. Um, but, uh, an amazing speaker and please also great on TikTok. has like, has, has one TikTok. So please, please, please. Go follow her. Go follow the podcast, and you you will not be sorry. Um, just an amazing creator. Thank you for being on the podcast. I think oh that God. like like in like I my little notes app I've already written down a couple of ideas of future podcasts to have you on. Um, so you are welcome to come on anytime. And Thank I think been for having me. Oh, it's been great just to see you. Come, I know. Get a chance to see you talk a little bit of music, and it's been a long work day. So I was like, "Am I making any sense?" But oh, <laughs> you you are making all the sense. And I think there's only one way to really end the podcast. The one way to song to really kind of send us out. Um, clearly, the number one song to end things with. So I'm going to bid everyone adieu, and then Did we're going to listen to the docile tones, the amazingness that is computer love. <laughs> So until next time, friends, be safe, stay safe, love you. And remember, computer love is the, the truth, the way, and the light. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, man.
Computer, computer, computer. 